Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels the day after the Packers drop a disgusting one to the Tennessee Titans 27-17. Lambeau Field on a Thursday night. Looked good. Snow was falling. Should have been great, but it wasn't. Packers effectively ending their season. Yes, could they win out and have a chance at the playoffs? Yeah, and monkeys might fly out of my butt. So there they stand, the season basically pissed away by a team that refuses to let their corners compete, that refuses to take what they're given on offense, and still can't kick an extra point. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Yes, as you can tell, I'm a bit peeved at this one. Joker origin story incoming. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. Thank you for joining me here to commiserate as we head into a weekend where, hey, you just get to enjoy a weekend for once. The Packers can't ruin it. Packers can't hurt us this weekend, people. We got the World Cup starting up. We got a full game slate of football on Sunday. Let's go. Just let it all fade away into the background. Come back next week. Get ready to take on the Eagles and probably get our ass kicked there too. But hey, for one weekend, the Packers can't touch us. They can't hurt us, people, and that's okay. How are y'all doing today? Ed, starting us off with a super chat. What's up, man? I had completely forgotten about the song 96 Tears by Questions and the Mysterians until last night. You're going to cry, cry, cry. Also, always thought those all-white uniforms uniforms are absurd. I think you mean absurd. I I like the all-white uniforms. Uh, I don't like the play that accompanied it last night. Sam, thanks for the super chat. I want Vic Fangio as DC in 2023. I don't think you're going to get it. But yeah, it's good to have goals. It's good to have dreams, even if they're unattainable. Keep uh, keep that hope alive, Sam. Uncultured, thanks to the Super Chat. This team has made me so out of sorts, I almost told the Salvation Army bell ringer outside my local market to F off. Tis the season, Uncultured. Tis the season. Vex, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. I moved to De Pere in 1990 and started watching Packers in 1994. You lived in De Pere for three years without watching the Packers? That's amazing. This team has given me something to enjoy for 26 years. A new era starts soon. Love, Nag. Oh, thanks, Vex. Love you too, buddy. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is that we are stuck in a limbo with this team and some of a contract like Bakhtiari or Savage. Well, I mean, all right. Yeah, they picked up Savage's fifth-year option, but that's not like a ball buster that's not a deal like it's not a cap breaker i mean you want to talk about issues with the cap and contracts i mean aaron Rodgers' deal is sitting right there you know say he retires which you know who knows how how he wants to play this out uh, he'd have to be leaving a boatload of money on the table to do so but if he did the packers have like a 40 million dollar cap hit <laughs> there are no good things going on in the right they're caught in a trap that's the title is video they are caught in a trap they committed to rogers for at least one more year and there are no good scenarios this offseason and the entire thing hangs off of that contract have a fun uh next 16 months people big b is here what's up big b how you doing buddy we need i just you know you were at the cowboys game they played so well i we're gonna need you back at lambo for the rest of the season my buddy uh can't have any more performances like last night i can't take it uh, Tommy says soft defense and lost offense equals season over. Tommy, you're not too far off. What blows my mind, what really frustrates me going back and watching the film from that performance is how little Joe Barry wants to allow 
his corners and his guys in the secondary to compete, just to compete. You've got these really talented corners, and they are talented. But he refuses to let them utilize that talent. He refuses to let them be physical. I mean, call after call after call. And I I just, I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy that, oh, the guys are just making those choices at the line of scrimmage. Obviously, they're being told how to play certain scenarios and situations. And again and again and again, Tennessee simply, oh, okay, we'll take an easy five yard out, keep the chains moving, because no one is challenging us at the line of scrimmage repeatedly. And then you flip it over and you look at Tennessee and how they're playing the Packers receivers. By the way, it's not like Tennessee has like, gangbuster wide receiver core you flip it over Rodgers and Lazard have that great connection down the right sideline yet it takes a miracle throw and a brilliant catch from Lazard to even complete a pass you know why because Tennessee is allowing their corners to compete but Joe Barry flat out refuses to allow his guys to compete with the opponent in that game it blows my mind blows my mind uh amar thanks for the super chat a couple things fireberry let gray coach it also should have taken the bye after london and let rogers rest history repeating itself he signed a contract extension in 2018 played through broken knee i mean there's very different scenarios there um yeah the not taking the bye after london is definitely a misstep no question about it however you know i get i get the thinking as far as they had been traditionally playoff contenders. They thought they were going to be again. They wanted that rest towards the end of the year. I get that thinking, but certainly came back to bite them. No doubt about it. Uh, Brandon, thanks for the super chat. Curious on your thoughts on the talent we have versus the coaching. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a long answer. I mean, a little bit what I just talked about with Joe Barry. Um, but we've seen it all season as far as, especially on the offensive side of the ball, trying to operate in a way that does not take advantage of the talent that you've been given. Um, I don't think, you know, you can definitely quibble with some of the selections as far as, you know, whatever Brian did in the offseason to assemble the team. But you can also not quibble with the fact that repeatedly, week after week, both sides of the ball, you can point to, you know, situational football. You can point to ways of operating that do not take advantage or even lean into the talent that they have on hand rather than trying to be something they clearly are not. And we are here week 11 and there is still all the stuff we talked about coming off that week one loss in Minnesota. It's all relevant still today, months later. To me, that's coaching. I mean, to the, the same dudes are making the same mistakes again and again and again. I don't know if it needs simplification. I don't even know if it needs emphasis, but whatever they're doing, it ain't working. It ain't getting through. No doubt about that. Uh, Amar, thanks again. Science contract 2022 breaks thumb, plays through it because of pressure of contract. Hated someone break Barry's bike. (laughs) Now, now, now. Let's not advocate violence. Atomic Hound, thanks for the super chat. Do you think Kylan was told he was going to return punts, said, no, I'm not, and coach said, okay, give us your playbook. Thanks, Nags, for the therapy. No, I don't think it had anything to do with special teams. Uh, Rogers lost ponytail. Thanks for the super chat. That fourth and three, though, like what? 
I mean, I guess, you know, you're feeling yourself. Last week they had a fourth and seven, got a touchdown out of it. But the fact that he just throws up a prayer to Jesus up the left sideline in the vicinity of Alan Lazard when all you need is three yards. Oh, boy. And that's the frustration, especially when you juxtapose it with the way the Titans were operating all night. Just take what's given to you. I don't know. And there was one, too, where he's throwing it, uh, you know, as always, uh, you know, outside the numbers. And Aaron Jones is just sitting there open, wide open over the middle. It's like, just take what the defense gives you. <sighs> Too old for this. Thanks for the super chat. Did we lose to Tennessee because Jordan Love is the only 10 I see? Wow, that's deep, man. Exactly as you said before, there is a disconnect between the coaches, the front office, and the talent they've accrued. Barry just doesn't fit with our players. Poor coaching hire. I mean, I it's hard to disagree, man. I, I just, it's flabbergasting to me. When you have players of a certain skill set that are not allowed to utilize those skills. I don't know, man. It's frustrating. No doubt about it. Vex, thanks again, bud. Also, Matt LaFleur teams continue to no-show in big games. Forget Joe Barry. It is time to start talking about Matt LaFleur and the job he is doing poorly, make or break. Well, there's no doubt that they showed up against the Cowboys. Got to say, that's a big game. That was literally the most watched game in the NFL, regular season-wise, in the last two years. Monster game. Should have turned their season around. So, I'm not so sure I'm I'm jumping on that train. But, it certainly is an indictment of LaFleur the way they looked last night. No question about that. And the thing I was talking about before, the sense that you've got the same things happening in week 11 that were happening in week one, that is 100% on the floor. Now, make or break, like, I don't think his job's on the line. Not this year. You know, the whole organization has to kind of reevaluate, step back, see how they got into this mess, and try to rectify it for next season. And look, you have saw plenty of promise out on the field last night, but you've seen it all year, whether it's Christian Watson, whether it's Quay Walker. You know, you've got some pieces. There's stuff to be excited about, and the future in that regard is somewhat bright. But, man, they have got to readjust their kind of expectations of what they're asking guys to do. There's no doubt that, you know, Matt LaFleur is going to have to kind of, I don't know about have a come to Jesus, but he and Brian and Aaron have got to get on the same page, a page they clearly were not on this offseason coming into this year. I mean, there's no way you'll ever convince me of that. Uh, William, thanks for the super chat. I feel like they talk about the accountability and the simple things are just too hard for this team. I know we are just armchair coaches. Matt looks like a deer in the headlights sometimes. Yeah, there there is that feeling where sometimes the game starts to get away and it doesn't feel like this team ever has answers. Now, to that point, they did it last Sunday. They did it, what, five days ago. Against the Cowboys, they're down two scores in the fourth quarter. They fought back and won that game. So it's not like they can't do it. That's the frustrating part because you know the talent is there. You know? But you allow your opponent to play the game at their speed, in their way. And you guys have heard me talk about this here on Daily, and I've talked about it on Transplants. What blows my mind against that team. I mean, they did a good job against Derrick Henry. That's the other crazy part. I mean, look at that game. Derrick Henry averaged 3.1 yards per carry. His longest run was nine yards. They, they did a good job. 
But the part of the team in Tennessee that is poor, I mean, straight out poor, absolutely torched them. And that's the Tennessee passing game. Again and again and again, you've got guys playing way off, giving way too much cushion, and they're just allowed free releases, able to operate however they want. It started on the first drive, the very first third down. When Nixon is playing well off in the slot there, get free release, post, big gain. And I think from that moment on, Barry was just petrified of getting beat over the top. Instead of dictating, you know their passing game is poor. Why are you making it easy for them? Put your foot on their fucking throat. But no, 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 got to play off. Got to play our shell. Got to keep it all in front of us. Fucking bullshit. Tom Grassi is the best. What's up? Thanks for the super chat. After Christian Watson's performance, Watson or Dobb? Both? Doesn't have to be an either or. 100% yes to both. That's the other thing I'm talking about. The promise for the future. Think of these two guys. Same draft class. You get them on the field together, operating, you got you can be cooking with some gas. I cannot wait. But that's not probably going to happen maybe towards the end of this year, depending on that high ankle sprain from Dobbs, but probably not going to see them kind of firing on all cylinders together until next season. In the meantime, we get to watch this shit show of a team for, what, six more games? Can't wait. A culture, thanks for the super chat. Rogers playing with a thumb injury reminds me of the dreadful Favre season. He is becoming Favre, so the defrauding of a charity is coming soon. Okay, be nice. Look, you can disagree with any approach Rogers takes on the football field, but you know, off field stuff. You know, I, the man is the man is uh, the man is fine. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. I could see them possibly benching the rest of the season. Rogers even said his thumb is an issue. See what Love can do. I mean, I think the thumb is clearly an issue. I mean, you know, our our good friend Big B of Underage Packers, you know, put it out there this morning. I haven't mentioned it. He did mention it in our happy hour, but I wasn't going to say it publicly because who am I? It's, it's Big B's thing, right? And Big B put it out there that Rogers told him that the thumb is broken. It's not sprained. It ain't, you know, kind of hurt. It's broken. Now, back in 2003, when Favre broke his thumb, they just handed it to Amon Green a bunch. And they started to try to do that last week against the Cowboys with Aaron Jones. And, hey, look at that. It worked. Too little, too late, man. Too little, too late. Colin, thanks for the Super Chat. I hope to see the coordinators finish the season. Higher draft picks would like to see serious investment in coaching during the offseason. Colin, what if I told you I highly doubt much happens on the coaching staff? Maybe a, a position coach or two moves on. But I'll be surprised if Joe Barry is let go. Now, you know, maybe Matt will walk to the podium later this afternoon and announce Barry's firing. I doubt it. But maybe. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to be surprised. At some point, if you're Matt LaFleur, you know, when when is it yours? When do you own it? You keep firing. Like Mo Drayton got fired. And, you know, Mike Pettin got like, allowed to walk. And you bring in Joe Barry. That's your hand-picked dude. You know, and I know people talk about Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard was a hope. He wasn't a plan. You know, when you let Mike Pettin go, you had to have a plan. And your plan was Joe Barry? Really? 
tough, man. Tough scene. Rogers lost Penny Tail. Thanks for the super chat. So if most get their wishes and love plays, he does terrible. Who is the next QB? Raji? <laughs> uh, probably a draft pick to be named later. Uh, Sir Alex of Hayden. Thanks for the super chat. Been a tough season, but I appreciate sharing the highs and lows of the season with Packer fans worldwide. Thanks to Cheesehead TV. Love the weekly meetings with you, Nags. Thanks for being you. Oh, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, the, the happy hours have been great, even in the midst of just a abysmal season. It is great to hear from Packers fans all over the world. And, you know, everybody's going through it together. We all know it's a very special kind of unique bond, right? People don't get it. People outside Packer fandom, so to speak, they don't understand. You guys get it. I love it. Callum, is Mason Crosby's legs starting to fade? You think? I mean, I know it was cold last night, but my God, at some point, just kick it out of bounds and let him start at the 40. Lord. Uncultured, thanks to the Super Chat. With the Badgers playing early on Saturday, my misery from Wisconsin football teams this weekend will be over by 3 tomorrow. <laughs> Heard it's going to be a cold one. Have fun watching that. Amy, thanks to the Super Chat. Imagine if Matt would have hired Iro Ivero. Don't get me started. I know. I know. I was really excited for that prospect when he was going through the interview process. But now he's out there in Denver making magic happen, and we're stuck with Barry letting guys play 12 yards off on third and three. Welcome to the suck. 454, thanks for the Super Chat. Nags, thank you for your content, even in these days of woe. It was frustrating to see the offense revert back to the pre-Dallas offense. Seems like they really found their footing, only to stumble and fall again. Thanks again. Yeah, what was frustrating about that is you knew coming into this game that they most likely weren't going to have the success on the ground against the Titans that they did against the Cowboys. I mean, I think most people saw that coming. What's frustrating is that, to your point, reverting back to a lot of the spread stuff, the static formations, instead of leaning into bunch sets, rub routes, angle routes out of the backfield perhaps for the running back, but they did all sorts of stuff on the perimeter trying to get tunnel screens going. And you know, Tennessee's offense is, or defense is just too fast and athletic for that. I just hated the approach on offense for the most part. And then you get into the fourth quarter. Defense finally getting some stops. And you do absolutely jack shit with it. Yeah, it's that's a tough scene. No doubt about it. Ed, thank you for the super chat. I was furious with the Barry hire, but I thought they had a decent season last year. Why the fall off with this talent? That's the million-dollar question, right? I thought coming off of last season, you saw what they could do in that playoff game, they had stretches last year, both against like Mahomes, Russell Wilson, down in Arizona against Kyler Murray, where they showed they could play against top-flight quarterbacks at a pretty damn high level. Funnily enough, then they started to kind of fall apart against backups in Baker Mayfield. But, you know, they showed that they had the, the, the talent to marry with the scheme that could at least compete and keep you in games, possibly create some turnovers. To me, the biggest problem this year is the lack of complementary football. Because you look at those games, more often than not, other than the Seattle game, the offense gave them support, gave them points and a lead at times so they could kind of pin their ears back, make the opponent one-dimensional. That has rarely happened this year. Now, as frustrating as the offense was last night, they still, up until the end there, were moving the ball at times and did provide some, quote, run support, if you want to use a baseball term, you know, but they just allowed Tennessee to play their game just blows my mind combination of everything right there Brandon thanks for the super chat you might have touched on it with being aligned coaches in front office but how much does scheme go into who you draft 
it definitely goes into it. I don't think it goes into, I don't think it leans as much as fans and media try to make it out to be. Like, yes, of course, if you are playing a 4-3, you're going to draft certain guys for the front. But Brian's talked about this many times. Like, you still need guys that can play a certain position and have athletic traits and upside that you're going to draft for regardless of what scheme you're running. Because things happen. Maybe you have to change schemes. Maybe you have to change approach, et cetera. I, it, it definitely – I'm not completely dismissing it. Of course, you, you it's part of the process, but – it's not a be-all, end-all that it kind of gets made out to be at times. Ryan, thanks again. I hate to say this, but it might be time for a rebuild. Not going to happen with the uh, Rodgers in the building. Mark, thanks for the super chat. The Bears still suck. Maybe not, though. Don't, don't, Mark, don't get it twisted. Even if the Bears win the rest of their games this year and the Packers lose every single one, the Bears still suck. Don't ever get it twisted. Speaking of the Bears, you know what? We are officially at the point for myself. I'm not telling anyone else how to fan, but for me personally, beat the Bears, beat the Vikings, already beat the Cowboys, successful season. That's it. That's all I want out of this year. I don't care about the rest of it. That is all I want. Chris, thanks for the super chat. Savage is scared to tackle on one of Lamb's TDs last week down the sideline. He made no effort to take him down. Soft players need to lose playing time. We saw him lose a little playing time last week. Um, he seemed to be out there a little bit more last night, though. John, thanks for the super chat. Not pack related, but who you taking for the cup? <laughs> As I said on Twitter the other night, none of the teams I'm supporting, I'll tell you that. I'm always rooting for USA and England, and we all know neither of those teams are winning it. Mark, thanks for the super chat. Thought Matt and Aaron looked truly defeated for the first time in the presser last night. As always, thanks for doing this daily. Hashtag pizza night fun. Thank you, Mark. I mean... Any more so than usual? I don't think so. They look like they've looked pretty much throughout the entirety of the five-game losing streak prior, obviously, to the Dallas game. But I hear you. Joe, thank you for the super chat. Rodgers looking like late season slash late career far. If difference is 15 years ago, Packers had a GM head coach who weren't afraid to move on despite uncertainty. Yeah, well, Brian had his chance. Brian had his chance. That's what the killer of that contract is. You want to pay guys. You want to re-up guys and pay them for what you expect them to do. And the Packers are not getting their money's worth. They are paying Aaron Rodgers for what he's done in the past. And that's a sad state of affairs. Vex, thanks for the super chat. Can you talk about why the front office and coaching staff disconnect and what you think is going on? Man, if I knew what was going on, I would have, like, the answers and I'd be trumpeting it. But, hell, I don't know. I wish I knew. It's a mystery to me. What blows my mind is seeing everything we saw throughout the offseason play into the summer, play into training camp. And I thought, okay, this team has a way of working. There is a clear path forward. And then the coaching staff, maybe with the quarterback, said, nah, fuck all that. I have no idea. I wish I knew. On culture, what's up, man? Worst thing about this season is experiencing it sober. <laughs> oh, bud, I'm sorry. I'd say I have a carry of the G, but. That would kind of ruin it, wouldn't it? All right, everybody, I have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Like I said, enjoy the weekend. Get away from it all. The Packers can't hurt us until uh, a little over a week from now. So enjoy the World Cup. Get outside. Go see a movie. Do whatever you got to do. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you so much for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day. Please, please, please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel. 
and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. 